Does everybody know what time it is? Time to go back to charm school. I hear it's a gas. <laughs> That's right. It's grunt work. <laughs> box she wears on her chest, and when daddy gets home, he can't get no rest. Probably because he's listening to Grunt Work, the all-inclusive podcast about the TV series Home Improvement. Or maybe it's because he's having sex. I'm your host, Truman the Sweaty Toilet Man Caps, and with me as always is Landon the Somersault Contest Man Solano. <laughs> oh, it's been a while since I've had a somersault contest, I'll be perfectly honest with you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like, I feel like uh, you know, somersault contests are a young man's game. I mean, who, who can, you know, who, who among us has not had some really wild somersault contests back in college? I would certainly love to at least attempt to have a somersault contest well into my old age, but... Um... Well, you know, the older you get, like, you can actually break something. Uh... True, but it's in the... It's in the, the... Uh, it's for a good cause. Oh no, you gotta still, you gotta <laughs> still get out there and try. But if you have a somersault contest that lasts more than four hours, <laughs> should call your doctor immediately and brag to him about it. Um, it's good to see you. It's it's uh, good to see you since too. Twenty two minutes ago, when we finished the last episode of recording, and then and then went over and sat on the couch next to each other. We have not been out of each other's sight for this entire uh, time. For people tuning in directly after last week's episode, um, this is part two of me having no sleep, and we're shooting back to back episodes here. Uh, yeah, sh- shooting them. Absolutely. We've got a whole production crew here. Cameras on you. Cameras on me. We Lots got a master shot. Yeah, yeah. It's a little. A best boy, a couple of gaffers, um, three different taco trucks outside. Uh, what I like, Landon, is that as your delirium increases, I wish as well. As your delirium increases, the episodes are just getting sexier. <laughs> like, like we were, how do I know whether or not this is all a dream in my head or not? <laughs> it, it was all a dream. I used to, uh, I don't know, watch Tim and Jill hook up in more explicit fashion than ever before. <laughs> Folks, we talk a lot about Tim and Jill having sex on this show. Yeah. And they finally made an episode about it. They, they they were like, it's not enough that this innuendo drives most of Tim's actions. It's not enough that we use this. And Jill, let's be evenly okay. handed here. I mean, she's always down to F. Now she's yeah, she's she's she's, she's DTF. Yes, uh, but it's like it's it's usually kind of in the background where it's like sub subtextual or subtextual or a band-aid that ends the episode. Exactly. It's yeah. It's it's either subtext or it's the escape like lever that they push when they realize oh god the, the script is almost over and they're not they're not they're still mad at each other it's the ejector seat uh, yeah nice even <laughs> even at limited capacity you are still better on sex puns than me and and i think you should be proud um but this episode is like they they hit it right on the head yeah they uh, well there you go <laughs> <Hey-o>. um <laughs> <laughs> they uh, they actually pushed some stuff in this episode that I, I feel like is a little risque. This was ah, like ah, a little, little risque. The sexy voices like this now. I'm sorry, everybody listening All to this. Of a sudden, turn into Mr. Hanky from South Park, <laughs> uh, and it's it that is that is the most erotic pitch that you can have your voice at. All of our listeners, even the women, have erections now. <laughs> uh, I'm just piecing this together. Mr. Mr. Hanky's uh, famous catchphrase. Hi. 
<laughs> and yet we have Wilson. I uh, South Park, huge rip off of Home Improvement. I think I think we're agreed. Uh, both beloved by conservatives, but uh, one is more derivative. I don't know. Uh, so yeah, this is um, this is just a big sexy Home Improvement episode that we had. <laughs> Indeed, today. it is. Do you want? I mean, do you want to jump right? In, I would, or do I would you feel prefer com- to give you a synopsis first. Oh, actually, well, yeah, why don't you give me a synopsis first? I'm sorry, I'm sorry, take me out to dinner first, am I right, <laughs> yeah, listen, don't put the horse before the cart. Uh, well, that's, or actually, that's how you're supposed to do it. Yeah, I know, what kind of carts do they have in Michigan? Was it just like the, the horse walks backwards or something? <laughs> why don't you, why don't you give me a synopsis then? Uh, okay, when uh, Jill throws a baby shower for her co-worker Linda and invites all the women from the office to attend, she's baffled by Tim's ability to charm and the spell that he casts over them. However, uh, when she tries to turn on some charm of her own, she's met with uh, less than reciprocal effort. I, You could tell I wrote this in a, a very uh, sleep-deprived it, state. Is, it makes it real, dude. It makes it real. <laughs> she, Jill becomes disillusioned uh, with the fact that maybe the flame has started to burn out of uh, her relationship. Uh, meanwhile, Brad, Randy, and Mark... Um, play Barbarian 2 for Game Boy and fight off a gang of neighboring boys who are bloodthirsty for their secret game codes. I There wasn't really anything going on with them, so I figured I'd write a, a, a subplot for them. Here's how dumb I am. <laughs> you were saying that, and I was like, shit, did I miss that? Did I leave the room or something? Like, I honestly thought that that... Wow. I think uh, if, if I wasn't delivering every line of mine with my head in my hand, that maybe I could have indicated to you that I was doing a goofer, but... Uh, your, your your delirium is passed on to me. <laughs> That's how powerful it is, man. It's like I'm getting a contact high off of your sleep deprivation. There was a moment during this episode where I did feel like I fell asleep, and I'm not entirely convinced that I didn't for a <laughs> second, but... Uh, in During this, the sexiest episode <laughs> of Home Improvement? Uh, it's not unheard of. Um... Do you want to try and guess what the title of this episode is called before we go into the deep dive? I have I have three options. Okay, none of them are correct. I that's a fair <laughs> point given my track record. Uh, first, I, I, let's place to blame more on Home Improvement than you because I feel like you ninety percent of the time come up with a better title than Home Improvement does. I, I, I miss I miss some obvious ones though. <laughs> I miss some obvious ones. There's sometimes where it's like, why didn't I think of that? Probably because I have like five minutes to come up with them on the couch before we record. Uh, option one classical gas <laughs> no uh option two folks i'm not proud of option two <laughs> i wanted to have three and i think three I like, is pretty good this i love the preface uh, option two a golden shower not great not really not good forget i said it option three though option three Wait, it's not, you can't just iron through iron through truck through iron push through <laughs> keep going what's option three uh, option three is bad to the boner. Um, <laughs> guys, folks, ladies. I'm sorry, my hiss went right into the microphone no, that's there. Fine. It's real. That, it's, was, it's that was good. Authentic. I like that. Folks, this episode of Home Improvement, here's the thing. It had a lot of sex jokes, yeah. and it had a lot of fart jokes. Yeah. Both both of the two major ingredients of Home Improvement. Here, Here's... Uh, sorry, I didn't hear a word you just said. I was writing the episode for what bad to the boner would be, and that's when when Brandy 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 the the popular the popular singer. See, I I I mix up which kid is which. You mush all the kids together. Oh, you know what? No one needs to know what my my narrative for bad to the boner would but, be. But I do. But I do want it, it involved someone breaking bad and thinking that they're all that and all punk outfits, but then getting their first erection. 
uh, and it all falling apart from there. So I feel like that's probably an episode of Big Mouth or something now. <laughs> the actual title of this episode was called It Was the Best of Tims, It Was the Worst of Tims. That's really good. <laughs> that's really good, man. That one brings a tear to my eye. I never would have cracked that, but that's that's very <laughs> on point with what it is. Um, um, so let's just go uh, right into the the deep boil, the deep fry of this show that we do that's called Grunt Work, where we talk about the TV show Home Improvement. Did you cover that at the top? I, I, I think I did. I'm your host, Truman, the something man caps. Uh, this guy's Landon. <laughs> I'm Landon caught in a time loop Solano. <laughs> uh, Looper, great movie. Uh, so we open in the living room. Oh, God. There was so much sexy, farty stuff in this episode, I completely forgot this grunt creep scene at the beginning. Oh my god! Okay, so this was not a dream of mine. Th- this was not. No, <laughs> it was no. not a hallucination. You, you did, the episode didn't. You didn't fall asleep the second the episode started. Because this is the creepiest grunt creep creeping that we've ever seen. He has sounds. He landing. is the first time we've heard it make a noise. Which I mean, I guess good. He's not running on stealth. And he he has also grown a pair of roided out legs <sighs> to go with. I mean, they're stubby, but they are roided out. To go with his roided out arms, and he's got a hat. Wait, you know, he heard us going after him for skipping leg day, yeah. and he was like, you know what? I'm not going to skip leg day, and now there's the fruits of his labor. Now, here's something I'm just now realizing that I didn't piece together while I was creeped out by the grunt creep creeping. <laughs> uh, I think they were going for him trying to be a referee. Oh, like he's like a wrestling because okay. the episode starts with Tim wrestling the three boys in yeah. the, the dining room. They've pushed the table and chairs back, and they're just going to town on wrestling. this uh, on this area rug. And um, the, yeah, the the grunt creep is like kind of shuffling back and forth. How much longer can we do that? <laughs> that that perfect radio of us both trying to emulate the sound the grunt creep makes. I don't know, but I think the marriage of the two sounds together was spot on. Um, well, you got to do a lot to spice up that marriage to keep it going. <laughs> if those two sounds stay stay married for fifteen years, they're going to have to resort to all kinds of bedroom tricks. Please continue, <laughs> speaking, grunt creep. Speaking of bedroom tricks, uh, Tim has. Put the two boys in what he calls the Tim Taylor half-smelly Nelson. Oh, God. It Yeah, because he puts them each under an armpit, and Tim, I guess, at all times reeks with B.O., no matter what. And <laughs> kind of takes the edge off his persona a little bit. <laughs> I suppose so, yeah. Like, once you, you his his reputation precedes him as a smell. <laughs> um, but, but uh, so Jill sees, sees him doing this with the kids when she comes home with <laughs> yeah. groceries and says, oh, the the, the uh, half-smelly Nelson. And, and she says, oh, why did you, you know about that? And he says, yeah, he learned it, or he, he practices it on he me. He perfected it on me. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and I wasn't quite sure how to take that. Yeah, it's like, what are you two really... Especially when this episode delves so much into Tim and Jill's bedroom proclivities. It's <laughs> yeah. like, wait, when, when is when are headlocks coming into it? Like, are you guys into some darker stuff? I mean, could be. I mean, you know what? If if Jill, that's what Jill wants. If that's her her thing. You know, more power to her. Um, more power. More power. Uh, that's, that's a very. That's not how you. It, it, that's it, not it, the it, actual catchphrase. That's that's what Tim yells in bed when he wants more of whatever's going. More power. Um, yeah, it's it's a. It's weird. It's this headlock that he apparently practices on Jill. But. Not quite as weird as when uh, he comes over and says something to the extent of, oh, I've never heard you complain about it, iguana woman. Yeah. 
also, I guess because she's wearing a green blazer and iguanas are green. Either that or it just plays more and more, as we'll see later in this episode, that they clearly have a role play thing that they they love. Puerto yeah. Rico, they had the cable or the telephone repairman. Yeah. Uh, I think I think they got a little role play thing going on. I just, you know, maybe maybe in that maybe that closet, that special blinged out closet has a pathway into a special blinged out dungeon. <laughs> um because I also, that is the thing, like, maybe after Tim loses tool time, then he starts doing, like, a YouTube show that's all, like, Dr. Laura, real talk about sex yeah. stuff. I, w- I would like to see the Venn diagram as well of uh, people that are into sexual role play mm-hmm. and people that are really enthusiastic about Halloween. <laughs> Uh, because that could be an interesting overlap. That that Venn diagram is uh, there's a there's a pretty yeah I think there's a pretty <laughs> big shared portion one in circle. There. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. There's a, I think there's a couple slivers on the outside of people who are who just who just really get into costumes at Halloween but have no sexual connection. <laughs> okay, but that's like yeah. 5%. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, I didn't think yeah. about that aspect of it. Um, so it's it, there. Okay, yeah. But the entire circle of people who love sexual role play is inside of the people. That love Halloween. Oh, it is inside of them, yes. <laughs> guys. Unintended. Guys, there's so many more innuendos on this episode than ever before. <laughs> uh, so, anyway, she's hmm. she's getting ready for this. Jill is getting ready for this baby shower. She's, she's bringing home the groceries. Yep, and Tim is is not a fan of baby showers because it's a thing that women do. And talking about women all sitting around and giggling and tittering about labor pains and other stuff. And Tim says, oh, if I want to hear about labor pains, I'll talk to a union man. So I don't, I don't, I mean, again, I guess I, I get it. But like really, I mean, a union man is going like, he's not going to have any pains with labor because he's in a union. The bosses, they're the ones who are going to have the labor pains. (laughs) I love the semantics (laughs) <laughs> you're breaking apart tim's joke you know just i'm sorry as, as soon as tim allen starts talking about organized labor i'm like sir that is not your no you don't like those people you can't talk Stay about in them. your lane um also jill is talking about how a lot of people from work are going to be at this baby shower and tim says people people or women people <laughs> i'm glad you were paying attention to the words that were being said because that's problematic i'm not glad i'm not glad i had to hear that i yeah. mean um, I you know let's just let's just really quickly from thirty thousand feet. Um, that's bullshit. Women are people, and, and to be fair, and to be fair, Jill smacks back at him and says, "Yeah, women people are just like men people. They just have longer hair and are smarter." And <laughs> right, okay, so that's good. The one thing I would say, Jill, is that lo- these days lots of men have long hair. So whatever you i know. think uh, randy the, all the boys have long hair. True, true, very true. <laughs> Come on, yeah. Look to your own household, Jill. Yeah. Uh, my note from this scene was Jill put a canned item in the freezer. <laughs> she put a can of something in the, like, like just a, you're not, you're not supposed to put canned food in the freezer. <laughs> was it make it, is it bad or, well, it's, that, or it's, just... once the liquid expands, you're going to blow your, um, blow your can. Oh, well, I mean, I would... a euphemism not intended. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, I mean, the, I, I have to, I'm sorry, I have to go home right now. I have a lot of cans of chili I have to take out of the refrigerator. <laughs> Why didn't we record this before I shopped? Well, it was, a, I remember it being a thing, um, it, you know, keeping things in the garage we used to do a lot uh, in our household. We, mm. you know, um, my parents are just like you, uh, big into Diet Coke. Mm. And, you know, you'd get a 12 pack or something or whatever packs that they sold and you'd keep it in the the garage for a little while until you found space in your fridge for mm-hmm. it um but if it was really really cold 
they would explode in the garage. Really? Yeah. Wow. So you, you had to attend to those pretty quickly. That's uh, that's life in the upper Midwest. That's roughing it. <laughs> uh, but it's a good way to make slushies. Oh. If you don't mind a little shrapnel. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, if you don't mind having to cut your tongue on the edge of it to get it, when you could just as easily go to McDonald's and get one. Uh, so Jill really wants Tim to come to this baby shower so she yeah. can meet, so he can meet her female friends from work. Tim aggressively doesn't want to do this. Meeting women, why would he want to do that? Meeting his wife's friends, who she really wants him to meet, that doesn't, that's not important to him. And he explains, <laughs> no, we're recording until two o'clock, and then at four o'clock, I'm taking the boys to a demolition derby. And she's like, but but what about between those times? He's like, well, that's when I go upstairs and I do upstairs stuff. Was that a masturbation joke, you think? Well, at the time, I was like, no way they would be so gauche. But now, maybe it is. <laughs> I, I mean, now I, feel, I can't help but look at everything in this show through a sexier rose-colored lens. <laughs> and uh, rose is the sexiest of colors. I, I would agree. Except for, of course, Periwinkle. Um, <laughs> so... I find that color a little a little cool for me. Mm. Well, maybe you're just not kinky enough. <laughs> this it might be our worst episode already. We are we are we're like we're gonna listen to this afterwards and it's like Wait, what vibe were we on? I, I could save it. Ready for this? Yeah. I need I need it to have its own energy. Perry Kinkle. <laughs> we get a door closing transition into the theme song. Um I have something to say. Okay, what do you have to say? There are screws behind Jill. Oh, yeah. But you thought I was just going to leave it at that. But there is like, so think the Fight Club. Yes. And there are, once once the the walls start cumbling, cum, cumbling? Cumbling down. Landon. Oh, Landon. <laughs> what is with us today? This show has got us in the wrong. Oh. We both have to take a cold shower separately. My God. <laughs> once they come tumbling down. You start to see flash frames of Brad Pitt. Mm-hmm. There is a flash frame behind Jill in these screws. Oh, shit. And it's of a toy cow. I don't even want to think about that That symbolism. Are you saying Tyler Durden cut uh, <laughs> a cow into this to, to like make some broader point about society? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I just, oh, I just thought it was weird. Like, what? I mean, there had to be some sort of intention there. Like, you have nothing but screws and bolts. And then all of a sudden it flashes to a, a little toy cow. That seems weird. It does seem weird. I mean, immediately the thoughts were rushing through my head of like, why buy the buy the cow when the milk is free? That sort of shit. But I don't. I don't. I can't imagine. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't dare to put that sort of uh, uh, intention on the creators without something but it, it's a weird thing isn't it, it it is it is weird and like what is it symbol like what a cow symbolize is it like something in motherhood i don't know it might mean nothing and it might have just been oh you know my kid was on set today and he was playing with some toy cows and i wanted to homage him and put him in the opening theme credits yeah you know i wish my dad had put me in the opening <laughs> credits of a tv show that would have really showed me he cared just i'm just pointing out things i saw it was weird also brad tricked me um he, he stared into my soul i it cut to tim and jill looking up at the the home improvement logo and uh i thought that oh they cut out the shot of brad looking at the camera <laughs> and uh just in my sleep deprived haze didn't realize that that shot comes after <laughs> Uh, Tim and Jill looking up. So 
he jerked me and he got my he got my soul. It, it's great that you that you are so disoriented right now that the thing that you have watched <laughs> I know repeatedly for over a year is now new and exciting to you. <laughs> um just like Tim and Jill, I'm trying to infuse new uh flames into this. We go to tool time. Sound pretty excited about I- it. <laughs> So we go to we go to tool time. Thank you. We're with Heidi. She's kicking things off. Sitting She's sitting in the, in the audience. audience. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, Tim comes out. Well, before we do that, yeah, she starts there saying, "Does everybody know what time it is?" And then she stands up and leads everyone into the the episode. Yeah, dude, three rows behind her across the aisle checks her out so hard. I did not notice that, <laughs> but I mean, literally. Wow, but. <laughs> You're right. This is a this is a great episode we're doing here. Oh, uh, the lost episode, <laughs> guys. Why did you only do do one when you said you were going to do two in that night? Uh, so yes, okay. Yeah, so okay. every so even even the studio audience is horny. That's what this episode. <laughs> yeah, is about. there's something happening. Uh, Love potion number nine apparently was uh, coming out of the the air ducts of this studio at the time. Um, so Al is out sick. Al is out sick. Uh, you know he's he and so as a result. Uh, to get the Al experience, they have uh, they basically have a phone attached to a big board yeah. with a flannel shirt underneath it and like a beard taped to the phone and a fake mustache and on a the fake phone. Must- yeah, yes. And they, it's kind of a funny visual gag. I honestly, I really liked it. I, I, because it definitely seems like Richard Karn just wasn't like for whatever reason he couldn't be there for yeah. that shoot. And so I like how they worked around it, and I also just like the sheer weirdness of because like they have the thing come out, and they do like one or two jokes with Al's voice coming yeah. out of the phone and him sneezing, and then it kind of just goes on like a normal tool time sketch, but <laughs> just with this weird like shirt and phone. It is. It's really surreal. Um, and also, just as long as we're doing our worst episode ever. Is Al out sick, or did, or is he? Did he like lie about being sick so he could stay home and look at porn while everyone else is at school? <laughs> Have to ask. So, porn wasn't quite as fun at the time. I mean, because you, you had, it was more limited. I mean, True. you had your your physical media, mm-hmm. so it wasn't like the internet where there's just endless options of things. Yeah, it was. It wasn't like there. It wasn't like an endless, ever expanding universe of smut. It was yeah. really like you have you have sixteen to thirty two images in this magazine, <laughs> and you have to make do. And I think because of that, you could probably designate uh more specific times rather than just whenever the whim hits you okay okay well then fine maybe al is just actually at home sick <laughs> uh i sorry to ascribe 21st century perversions to 20th century <laughs> al uh so tim has as a guest uh the family plumber the guy who i don't remember his name you probably felix do. felix the plumber yeah who came out to help with all of tim's disastrous projects like jill's bathtub and the dishwasher uh-huh. and all of that do you remember jill's bathtub episode bubble bubble toil and trouble i'll never forgive you for taking that away from me being able to say it oh well i'm sorry man i can edit it <laughs> that's out. right but no we we do get a return of al fan mm-hmm. playing felix and uh i think it was kind of a fun little in joke that they were able to uh call that episode back out because yeah, yeah. that was a season one episode i know yeah that was yeah. like well the dishwasher that was the very first episode well, the Jill's bathtub was not. yeah, that was later. But yeah. oh, did he? Oh, did he say he, the, he mentions uh, the dishwasher? dishwasher. Oh, okay. yes, the infamous dishwasher. Oh, we didn't see Felix in that one. Um, well, then who knows? Yeah, but they're here to talk about sweaty toilets. Yes, and uh, I and how you fix that. Let me say, I have had a sweaty toilet a couple times in my yeah. life. 
never has that been bad enough that I've thought, I should do something to fix this. I'm more just like, <laughs> oh, I guess I'll just wipe the condensation off the toilet. But you also rent, so it's not really your long-term problem. If you have a sweaty toilet, it's going to drip onto the floor, and you can have uh, 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 floorboard issues underneath the tile. You could have any kind of... Um, it could lead to mold. It could lead to... Damn. <laughs> I should have paid more attention think, to this guy. I don't know. I just think I'm in a, a sleep-induced uh, a fugue state right now. Uh, that Kind of uh, like the end of old school. Uh, <laughs> where, were you just really helpful all of a sudden? And just <laughs> Somehow I know nothing about home improvement, but all of a sudden uh, one or two things is coming to mind. So That's, that's great. <clears throat> don't take this uh, as gospel. I really don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, well, and so in talking about the sweaty toilets, you know, uh, Heidi wheels one out and Tim says, oh, man, how does the toilet get sweaty? Is it doing too many seat-ups? And he starts lifting and, and lowering uh, the seat. Uh, uh. He's making those awful noises that yeah. I regret making right this second. I, w- I was wondering what that was. <laughs> and those are the noises the boys were hearing in the house later. Yeah. And then and then Al, like, by this point, Al has been silent for a while while Tim has been bantering with the plumber. And yeah. then he does the thing about, oh, too many seat-ups. And then we just hear Al's voice over the phone going, I don't think so, Tim. <laughs> Solid. A catchphrase that I always love. <laughs> Uh, but they go through some solutions on how you can uh, fix this. One is there's a gizmo, apparently, that mixes the hot and cold water that has to be installed by a professional plumber um, before it goes into the tank, thus uh, basically giving you warm water yeah. to flush your toilet with. Yeah. Um, I would say, just as a conservationist myself, that maybe you don't need to use warm water when you don't have to yeah uh that's 21st thinking yeah 21st century thinking (laughs) that's 21 jump thinking (laughs) as we are hurtling toward our 10-year deadline of the end of extinction yeah you know i think we can really turn this whole planet around if we just don't if we can just let go of this need to shit into warm water (laughs) just just the, the water you poop into can be any temperature man let's not let's not waste precious energy heating it up and i will apologize to truman's girlfriend for that one um thank you she you won't listen to me. I'm sleeping on the couch after this episode comes out. Then uh, Felix says, uh, they offer another solution of, well, if you don't want to go with that, you can also uh, glue these foam paddings into your uh, tank. Um, and, of course, Tim uses not the Binford epoxy glue that uh, that Felix is suggesting, but another Binford product called the Binford urethane adhesive, mm-hmm. uh, which is instantaneous bonding. And we get another joke that we've had in the past, uh, only this time Tim doesn't go back home with a uh, toilet tank <laughs> stuck to his hands, uh, unlike the table that was attached to his forehead before. But if that was the thing, Tim probably would have made a joke, something like, well, if I have to go to the bathroom on the way home, I guess I'm set. <laughs> and next scene. We get a diaper transition into the dining room. Oh, no, the living room where the girls... Oh, God, I was worried about this moment. Yeah, I, yeah. I thought that this was going to be a poker night uh, mm-hmm, sort mm-hmm. of ordeal. And it doesn't start out great. Yeah, yeah. It's the it's the girl... Like, the women at the baby shower, they open a thing and it's got, like, little booties or socks in it. And all of them go, oh! I'll admit I have never actually been to a baby shower. Um, at least not in this capacity. I think 21st century baby showers yeah. are a little more, like get-togethers and it's not like let's all sit around in a circle and and oogle and ogle over baby clothes i i've been to a couple baby showers as a guy and as kind of as like a and both of them like was when i was a full-on single dude in his like mid to late 20s and at a party where everyone else there is like more 
family-oriented yeah. couples in their mid-30s. And that's a very isolating <laughs> thing. Like, some of that st- baby showery stuff was going on, but it was like, I was just, I felt like, no, I don't need to take part in this. I'm not really <laughs> needed for this. Most of these people don't know me. I'm going to yeah. drop off the diapers that I got. I'm going to eat as much food as I can and then leave. It, it was a weird period of your life where you were just going from party to party to scavenge food. Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> I was. You know, I think it'd be less awkward if you knew the people. I I, th- I think so. I think so. But man, I got I got so many good cold cuts out of it. <laughs> uh, you know, it's not as it's not as fun as wedding crashers, but yeah. baby shower crashers is uh, nourishing at least. <laughs> uh, until those triscuits cut the top of your mouth. Um, then they go from weird segue, <laughs> weird weird kind of gross body horror segue. But please continue. <laughs> we go. Uh, you know what? There is actually a body horror segue that I'm going to uh, bring up in a second. Um, so we go from the girls ooing and eyeing over these baby clothes into everybody loves cake. Oh, and I was God. like, oh, my God, is this really going here? Um, luckily, it doesn't too much. Uh, Tim comes yeah. in at this point and he starts to charm um, all of the ladies. Well, Tim comes in and at first it's like he's trying to make a beeline to oh, go that's upstairs. Right. Yeah. He's like, I'm not here. I'm not here. I'm not here. But then Jill insists, you know, kind of drags him out to say hi to everyone and tim is still very reluctant to do this um but then once she's convinced him to do this thing that is pretty par for the course for being a romantic partner with someone she drags him out there and he starts talking to the people from these these women in the house and um a bunch of them uh mention that they love tool time and they're fans of his show and then oh gosh all of a sudden tim really wants to talk to them (laughs) when he sees he can get something out of it and so then so for a couple minutes, he just kind of, you know, does some light jokes with them and kind yeah. of introduces himself to everyone and is basically a pleasant guy. Yeah. Just being nice. And I, I want to crack open some of the stuff he says in just mm-hmm. a second, but yeah. I want to pay tribute to these three women. Um, the Linda, the girl who's pregnant, whose baby shower it's for, is Alice Carter. Mm-hmm. Um, she is, uh, for me, most popularly known from Young Guns. Oh, uh, she played Yen Sun. Uh, the girl that's talking the most, her name is Melissa Christopher, um, most popularly played in 90210 uh, in three episodes, but for the most part had a pretty short lived career. And then the one that that gets my heart. Yeah. The body horror segue. Uh, Amy Steele. She is the first final girl to beat Jason in uh, Friday the 13th Part 2. Oh! Now, I say first final girl to beat Jason because Jason wasn't part of the first one. I got you. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So, uh, she's also from a really, really great obscure horror film called uh, April Fool's Day, which is a a great send-up of the slasher genre. Anyway, um, anytime you get to see a Friday the 13th final girl, uh, it's a good day. Well, well, when when she came on screen, Landon just goes, (gasps) Oh! Like this, and I'm thinking, like, oh man, which what Academy Award winning actress <laughs> is guest starring? Is this Amy Ryan again? Uh, no, okay, uh, not, but still, <clears throat> glad glad she's getting work outside of horror. Glad she didn't get killed in this. Yeah, no, she's actually had a pretty long career, uh, a lot of TV and stuff. Uh, Friday the Thirteenth Part Two was her first film, but um, that's all we need to talk about. Amy Steele, I I like that she's here. I that's all I got. I like that she's there too. <laughs> um, so Tim. You know, he basically just, like, he just is nice to these mm-hmm. women. Like, that's just really all it is. It's yeah. just the sort of thing that any normal person would do. He just makes some jokes and introduces himself. Well, there's some interesting things that go on here. Because one of the girls says, oh, I watch Tool Time all the time. And says, oh, I really like that episode on Squeaky Floorboards. And they actually call back 
one of the worst jokes from an actual episode. I remember that, yeah. yeah. Where he goes, oh, yeah, the uh, squeak creak or the, oh. <laughs> oh, sex noises. Let's, let's never do that <laughs> simultaneously again. Um, <laughs> well, it's very hard to get both people, you know, at the same time. Anyway, yes. <laughs> so what's it's weird what's happening here because they're already a fan of his, which seems weird. Yeah, and I, then he he obviously plays into it. But I was wondering if you had some thoughts on what he actually is saying about parenting and and having kids and blah blah blah. And um, <sighs> this might be where I napped. I don't know. I mean, well, in terms of what he's saying, I I saw it. What I was really focusing on when he's talking to them about having kids and about what it's like having three boys and how he loves babies and all that, whatever. It's like the the thing that was really striking me or surprising me is just like, wow, he's not trying necessarily to make a lot of corny jokes. He's not making jokes at other people's expense. He's just trying to make a good impression on these, like, professional mm -hmm. friends of his wife. He's doing, like, good husband stuff. This yeah. seems so weird. He, the biggest thing that he says, he talks about how men are a lot like babies. We get cranky if we don't get fed. We like to nap in the afternoon, and we all have a good game of peekaboo. And the women all think this is hilarious. I mean, <laughs> I, yeah, I don't I don't know. I mean, what, what were you, like... I, he, I didn't see it as him saying anything especially profound because none of yeah. none of what he says here is important. It's just the fact that he wasn't mean to his wife's friends, <laughs> which is so amazing and so worthy of celebration. Yeah, don't trip over that bar. I know, I know. I so I yeah, it's he's just a charming guy. And then I think later he helps one of them care. He helps the 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 pregnant lady uh, take all her stuff out to the car. Yeah, her name is Linda. Linda. I'm she sorry. doesn't like to be referred to as pregnant lady. Yeah, don't define her just by the fact that she's having a baby. Okay, <laughs> my B. Um, I, I also want to know what happened. Uh, apparently between Jill and her coworker that uh, they set Irene up or Eileen up with Al. Yeah. Wait, wait. You mean that that. Oh wait! Is her coworker single? Her coworker is her sister. Is Eileen's? Is Eileen? Oh God Almighty! My brain just oh, stopped her working. Oh, coworker's sister. Oh, remember I remember she was at the Halloween party. Right, right, right. Uh, no, I guess. Okay, I, I'm lying. I don't remember that, but I do now. <laughs> I guess Eileen is the sister or cousin of this coworker of Jill's oh. that was at the Taylor Halloween party, and now she's not at the baby shower. Some sort of drama went down. I want the gossip. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta see the gossip um I, yeah i don't know maybe she got fired or laid off i mean you know the magazine industry is pretty cutthroat and we know that if you lose a co-worker in the workplace that you can never see them again outside that, the workplace it is space law <laughs> um so yeah you know so there's there's that um they'll go oh my god he was so fabulous and she goes yeah. that, he was fabulous who was that yeah and also they're also like they're also kind of openly flirting with him. Like, one of yeah. them says, like, you're even more handsome in real life than on your show. And it's like, easy, lady. Keep it in your pants. His wife is right there. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but yeah, yeah. So so Jill is Jill herself even seems surprised at how nice Tim was. <laughs> so we, we cut to later. They're all kind of um, heading out. Uh, they're saying goodbye to Linda. Um, Tim is very helpfully putting stuff into the car for her um, yeah which i thought was nice and then uh the boys come oh my god i gotta point this out so as soon as she leaves the boys come tumbling down the stairs to go to this demolition uh demolition derby a demolition derby demolition uh and i don't know if you caught it but mark was singing 
a demolition song. Like it was a, it sounded like a song he like was making up on the spot, but it was so under his breath. I, I heard like a little bit of something, but I thought they were singing like a theme song from some show or something. <laughs> no, it was only Mark, and I just I love this idea that he was just coming up with this song on his own. Um, demolition Derby. <laughs> Oh my god, it tickled me so much. I and also to quickly mention, and speaking of tickling so much, get ready for it in this episode, oh god, guys. Yeah. Uh no, but uh I have to just quickly mention whenever there's something that they need to go to that they're not gonna show on camera, it's always a demolition derby. <laughs> this family goes to a lot there, there are a lot of demolition derbies coming through Detroit. Um It's true. So the boys all go out to, and get in the car and and Jill kind of pulls Tim aside on the way out. And basically kind of pins him up against the wall and just says, you were like so nice and so sweet and sexy and funny and handsome and charming and <laughs> and just like telling him how great he is and how every woman there wanted to be married to Tim. And it's clearly kind of turned her on and she is, <laughs> she wants to bone down with Tim. Yeah, she's DTF right now. Yeah. Um, and that's a good, it's a good thing. And Tim, they engage in some pretty hot primetime TV kissing. And yeah, it's true. Tim, yeah. I mean that was that was pretty uh, passionate. It was intense, man. Yeah. It was like that's like that's like some NYPD blue shit right there. <laughs> yeah, go easy, guys. Yeah, uh, you know they're really taking advantage of that 9 p.m. time slot. I, I know, I know. It's like you know, cup, you know, if they got any hotter, we're gonna see Dennis Franz's butt cheeks at some <laughs> point. But um, so Tim has to go through this whole thing like, oh, demolition derby, sexy wife, demolition derby, sexy wife. He's made a commitment to his children so yeah. like a good father he takes the kids to the and family. i i had no issue with him kind of eschewing um uh jill in this moment uh sure. to to go do this because it was a commitment to the kids yeah uh and then he ends this <laughs> this line or ends this scene with a line saying every time i see two heaps slamming into one another i'll be thinking about us <laughs> <laughs> that might be one of i think that is top five funniest lines on this show <laughs> that is so bold we were talking recently. I, I don't know if we're, I don't know if we were talking about this on the show or if this is one of our conversations about home improvement and cheers that we have socially outside of our podcast because our lives are miserable. We but are depriving you guys of content. I, I know, I know. Oh man, you you have to get the Gruntwork Premium Experience where you move <laughs> to LA and befriend us. But we were but talking about just how I was. I don't know. I'm I'm so shocked at how much more risque a show like Cheers will be, even mm-hmm. though it was on sooner than Home Improve or like. Because it was a show that debuted in the 80s as opposed yeah. to Home Improvement in the 90s. And you or Kirstie or whoever the hell we were talking to pointed out that, like, well, Home Improvement is a more family show that's on earlier. It's a different thing. But mm-hmm. this is – did they change time slots at this point? Well, no, not since last season when they moved to the 9 p.m. slot on Wednesdays from the 8.30 spot on Tuesdays. They, they I think, stayed in the 9 p.m. Uh, Wednesday through the rest of their run. So mm-hmm. – uh, I. I don't hold me to that. I'll have to do some research. But I think you make a good point about Cheers being like they they had clout at a certain point. So yeah. they could get away with a lot more. They yeah. they became trendsetters mm-hmm. in a way. You know, yeah. they were looked to to push the envelope. Maybe that's what's happening with uh, Home Improvement here. Yeah. Because they are like um, they are a lead into Roseanne. Uh, at this time and age so it it could be like well roseanne's kissing women on theirs so we you know (laughs) we got we we have to bridge the gap somehow between coach and roseanne how how do we get how do we rival roseanne for controversy a married heterosexual white couple (laughs) having consensual sex i mean it's a little bit uh you do need to bridge you know the asexual jerry van dyke uh, on coach into uh, fair, fair. I, I guess, yeah, it's just slowly ramping up, so yeah. it isn't, isn't too much at once. <laughs> uh, 
foreplay, if you will. So Tim gets home that night. Uh, Jill is waiting for him in bed. Yeah, we, we cut to the bedroom. Sexy nightgown. Jill down. is ready to go. She is raring. She's been uh, using that bathtub all day. <laughs> <laughs> so she's super clean, too. <laughs> Um, and Tim comes in and is talking about how great everything was at the racetrack and, 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 uh, starts, he's like, oh, wow, you're all sexy and ready to go. Let me, let me get changed and I'll be there in a sec. And so he pulls off his clothes and starts talking about, so this is the thing. This is where we join the two things that home improvement has always been about. (laughs) One of it is Tim and Jill wanting to have sex. The other thing is farting and body odor. Never have two been together in the same scene is this the episode that you you've mentioned in the past that you had a a, you recalled an episode where tim ate some spicy things and this was was this the episode this was the one i did remember i i i I didn't want to bring it up again but yes i have um i remembered the dumbish and derby sexy wife bit and then i also remembered the him burping and farting all over as he's trying to get into (laughs) bed with her and i i i have to say um it's just, it's just great. I mean, it's not necessarily f- the funniest thing, but like, yeah. I, I've made the the Robert De Niro and Al Pacino in the same scene in Heat comparison before. <laughs> but to have to have sex and farting in the same scene in in Home Improvement is it's like you're really looking into the eye of what this show is about at its id. Yeah, uh, if only it were to happen on the set of Tool Time, then we'd be working with all cylinders. Oh yes, if Al were there somehow. <laughs> Um, he's on they just have the bearded phone next to the bed (laughs) tim i don't want to be here no al this is the only way we can finish (laughs) literally Uh, finish oh god (laughs) Uh, what else we have uh jill gets so fed up with uh tim burping into her mouth while they're kissing which is disgusting to me and then and then farting under the covers and fanning it uh and everything and so she jumps up out of bed and is outraged and is saying, you know, what happened to the man who was debonair and attractive and oozing charm? And Tim is lying there in bed and goes like, it, it's me. I'm him. <laughs> and she says, you're the guy who burps and oozes something, but it wasn't charm. <laughs> Classic. Yeah, I got no uh, comments on that. <laughs> uh, so, you know, basically, yeah, and they fight. And basically what it comes to is that Jill is upset that just because we're married, everybody else gets the best parts of you and I just get the rest. And... And Tim then wisely starts criticizing Jill for the kind of, I guess, not sexy bathrobe she's put on over her very sexy <laughs> nightgown. Yeah, I wasn't. This is kind of a bullshit move on Tim. He's like, well, you know, that that uh, you think you're so sexy nowadays that morning breath would strip the paint off of uh, something or other. Yeah. Yeah. And he also throws in a whoa, whoa, big back, uh, the, tr- back the trolley up, blah, blah, blah. Back and, the sex trolley up. I don't even think he, he prefaced it with anything that was applicable to the scene. I think it was just back the trolley up. And I don't know what the trolley has to do with it. Like, is it like a tr- like you can pull the lever and the trolley will, will hit one person <laughs> or it'll hit five people? Is it something <laughs> like that? Uh, anyway, I was there anything left to talk about that scene? Because... I, I mean, basically... She gestures to the nightgown she's wearing and says, when was oh, the right. last time you put on something like this for me? And Tim says, if I put on something like that, I'd be arrested. Oh, yeah, that joke. I'd, I'd block that out of my head. Because uh, she opens her robe to show the negligee that she was wearing and mm-hmm. says that. And I, I don't think it's illegal for a man to wear that. Maybe no. in, like, 1930s, 1920s England, I think that was 
perhaps a crime. I'm not yeah, sure. But yeah, you know how the English are. Yeah, I don't think it was illegal to wear that. I mean, you're not doing any acts in it. I mean, that suggests that that Tim thinks that he lives in a world where drag queens are like fugitives from justice, basically. <laughs> <laughs> to be perfectly honest, that does sound like a, a miseducation thing that Tim would have in his head. True. Also, that's kind of an awesome John Waters type movie about a bunch of drag queens on the run from the law. Listen, we need a John Waters swan song, so uh, <laughs> hopefully hopefully not for a while yet, but uh, I, I would pitch that to him. I, well, well, good. Well, hopefully he's a fan. <laughs> so Jill storms out, uh, and they don't have sex uh, yet. And we cut to the backyard... Way to spoil the end of the episode. <laughs> yeah, because we haven't alluded to that heavily already. <laughs> we uh, cut th- we cut to the backyard where we get our Wilson scene. Mm-hmm. And uh, we start with Wilson really just throwing some harsh language out there. Uh, what, trying to balance an egg? Trying to balance the egg, and he's going, drat, 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 drat. Oh, I didn't, man, I didn't hear him doing <laughs> Wilson swears. <laughs> Pardon my French, but I am irritated right now. <laughs> Um, holy dang. (laughs) So, uh, he's trying to balance the egg. Tim is out back mulching the lawn or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And talks about, you know, he does the thing he always does where he alludes to the fact that he, uh, you know, that he is upset Jill and Wilson asks, what'd you do this time? And what, what, what does he say? I you know what? Hold on. Before we go into that, I want to say, I don't know what it is. I love Wilson. I love the Wilson scenes. I never fucking pay attention during them. Every single time I rely on you to tell me what happened during the Wilson scenes because my mind is just floating in other places. You want to know where my brain was today? Where was it? I was thinking if Tim and Jill have lived in that house for roughly 10 to 12 years and he has gone out to talk to Wilson every single day, uh, he owes Wilson roughly $500,000 in therapy fees. (laughs) (laughs) You're just calculating this up, doing the inflation costs and everything. (laughs) You know, I, I think that's a very good point. He owes Wilson a lot. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, probably more than than money can repay. Yeah, but they're so they're they're you know talking talking about what's going. On. The re- look, so what happens with me? I think the reason that that you check out is because it, every Wilson scene, it's like, oh, okay, Tim's going to get the advice that he needs to solve the problem. So <laughs> yeah. this is basically the seventh inning stretch. It's like the episode's almost over. He's talking <laughs> okay, to Wilson. Yeah. Whatever he says, whatever Wilson says to him. It's not really going to be like Tim's going to mangle it later yeah. on down the line, and it doesn't really matter. And so I only take the most perfunctory notes. Wilson gives him some advice from J.B. Priestley about how marriage is, quote, an endless visit in your worst clothes. Um, <laughs> and uh, this, I mean, listen, coming from an unmarried man, that is what I strive for. Like, yeah. I, I, don't, I, I don't want to find someone that I have to dress to the nines to go on date after date with. I don't have a lot of great clothes. Exactly. Uh, you know, I just want someone that I don't have to wear pants around and I can wear my Friday the 13th Jason Takes Manhattan t-shirt. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, I mean, I, in some sense, that's me already. I hope that you're looking at a, in a more broader I sense. I put on pants for you. Okay, true. You do put on pants for me. And I appreciate that every time. <laughs> I am wearing gym shorts right now that I wear for recordings because it gets hot in the apartment, but they are full on pants. <laughs> Um, but, you know, Tim talks to Wilson about how, well, you know, when I first started dating Jill, I was really charming, but then we got more serious and she wanted to see the real me. And so now I'm, I started being the real me and Wilson gives him some pretty crazy advice and says, well, maybe you should make an effort to be charming after 15 years of marriage. Maybe that would mean something. 
even listening to you talk about it, I checked out and was just thinking, well, what would a Tim talk sound like? <laughs> How would that be orchestrated? It's like it's a, a, a mental blind spot for me. I don't know. <laughs> Wilson is hypnotizing you to trying to hide his information. Apparently, from yeah. You. He's like that X-Men uh, character who always is invisible the second you he's forgotten the second you stop looking at him. Oh, wow. That's a good superpower to have, I yeah, guess. Well, he's pretty lonely. Um, mm. Well, the the biggest takeaway, the, the joke that we end this on I'm is... I'm staring at you, okay. so I don't <laughs> miss this. I think you remember 15 this. 15 seconds of unbroken eye contact. Tell oh, me what happens. It's it's so bad coming the other way. So <laughs> Tim says, uh, Tim says, well, I just like to be comfortable in my ho- own house. I don't want to have to feel like I have to run outside into the backyard right. every time I have some gas. And Wilson just looks at him very gravely and says, I don't want that either, Tim. <laughs> That was a good line. I did yes. check back in for that. Um, you checked in at the right time. You didn't miss anything else. <laughs> we cut to uh, the bedroom um, a little bit later. I would assume maybe the next day. I can't tell the timeline on this one. I, I would have. Well. It would have to be because I mean that was nighttime, and then I think this is this was that afternoon yeah. and the following night. So Tim goes upstairs and he's in his coveralls and uh, talking to Jill, who is in her robe. And says, hey, well, honey, I was lying under the hot rod, and I thought of you. And Jill goes, oh, normally I lie next to me and think of the hot rod. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. I loved it. Yeah. So good. Um, and so he just kind of talks to her about how nervous he was when he first proposed to her, and how his hands were shaking and sweating like toilets. Yeah. And how he, he and he mar- mangles some of Wilson's advice, but who gives a shit? And... Uh, <laughs> He basically says to her that he never wants to, you know, he's like, hey, I, I'm, to his credit, he says, he like apologizes for that, you know, maybe I'm not making enough of an effort or like things aren't as romantic as they used to be. And I never want to, I never want to stop trying to impress you. And I never yeah. want to stop trying to charm you. And in, you know, talking about this, he's kind of won her over a little bit. And then when he says, I never want to stop trying to impress you. He rips the He says, arm- I, I have a few more tricks up my sleeve. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, first he goes outside, he gets a rose from yeah. the next room and brings it back to her. And, uh, yeah, and then he, he, yeah, a few more tricks up my sleeve, pulls the sleeves off his coveralls, and then just rips the rest of them off, the breakaway coveralls, <laughs> and he's got a tuxedo underneath. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's a good move, Tim. Do you think that was, uh, the suit from Suit in a Bag? Yes. <laughs> There's always a downside. The suit in a pouch. <laughs> um, and also, the crowd just goes nuts when he rips <laughs> off the coveralls, and it's, but it's also like, that's good. I Yeah. I knew that the coverall, like, based on how tightly buttoned up they were, I knew that he had something Something underneath. was going on, yeah. A good bit. A yeah. very good bit. Um, I do want to point out some set direction, oh, set yeah. dressing. Some uh, set erection, more like, <laughs> because look where we're going to. Yes. Uh, there are what appears to be um, some life drawings on the wall uh, that I would only imagine was like a, a little uh, dalliance of, of Jill's at one point in her life, just like... I'm going to go to a life drawing class and uh, I'm going to frame them and hang them on the wall. Oh. And now I, I picture her getting dressed every day in front of the, the dresser and looking at them and a life that she never has. Wow. It got sad. You you, you took a nice <laughs> bit of character development and made it made me sad with it. Thank you. Well, that's reality. <laughs> you, you took my comment about how you made me sad and made me sadder. <laughs> you're, you're, really, you're really good on no sleep, Landon. <laughs> um... So Tim puts on some. 
<laughs> gonna have you point out which are the sleeping pills after this so <laughs> i don't make any mistakes uh so tim puts on some some sexy music music over the pa which was yeah. strange I, so what does he have like a radio downstairs playing into what? the kitchen pa system well i guess it was picking up radio stations for a little while wasn't <laughs> that's it? true but yeah it was like salsa music yeah i guess we've never landed on the canon uh functions of uh of <laughs> of the Taylor House I, I PA think, system. I think what it really is is Tim learned just enough Spanish so he could call into the station and say like, <laughs> uh, "Yo quiero." Uh, uh, what, what song was it that they were dancing to? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Just the way you look tonight. Yo quiero just the way you look tonight. <laughs> um, so they they start to dance and Jill says, "Oh, I wish that I had. Uh, I wish I had a you know nice ball gown on underneath my robe." And Tim says, well, what do you have on the road? And she says, nothing. And Tim goes, <laughs> And I want to point out that his, Tim's hot and bothered sounds sound awfully like his disgusted sounds. Just is like, oh, oh. And it's like, what, what is... <laughs> How, how how do you navigate that? Uh, you know, Landon, there's a thin line between pleasure and pain. That's all I can say. And that line is Tim Taylor. Oh, God. It's a very, it's a very thin line. We very get tall. a rose transition. Well, uh, well, the yeah, camera what? pans down to their feet as they Oh, dance. yeah, we got to talk about that. And then and I'm looking at them like, oh, no, home improvement. You're not going to. And then they did it. Jill's robe drops down around her feet. And it's like they're. It was just as though we didn't know they were gonna fuck. They had to show that, and then and then uh, and then it a, was pretty explicit, yeah. And then a graphic of the rose falling down past her feet, yeah. Imagine what it was like being the live studio audience for that, like watching that, watching the the the, <laughs> the camera go down low, and then seeing Patricia Richardson like drop the robe, and she's wearing like you know shorts and a t-shirt underneath it or something. <laughs> but then the but then all the people, the producers up in the audience, going like, "Oh, you're horny! Go woo! Go woo!" <laughs> Um, oh man i've never heard a producer just yell out hey you're horny you're horny well you, you know uh harvey weinstein was a producer <laughs> that silence was <laughs> was, was yeah d- d- no respect for that that silence was to give me an edit point to cut that out <laughs> um do you um, so the following morning yeah there's, oh, wait, what, what were you asking well, i was gonna say there's no there's no deflowering joke yeah. to be made about that transition no go on faster <laughs> We go to the stinger um, where Mark and the boys come in uh, from playing. Yeah, they're they're downstairs. None of them are. They're they're just angry. And Mark, in particular, is like, "Why why aren't mom and dad up yet?" Yeah, they're sleeping in so late. And and Brad and Randy say, "Well, you know, every time mom and dad have a big fight, they sleep in late the next morning." <laughs> they so Brad and Randy seem to know what's going on, I'm, and Mark obviously does not. Yeah, and. A lot of questions are coming up uh, here for me. Yes. One, I think Brad and Randy probably had to make Mark breakfast, which is a scary notion in yeah. my head. Yeah, it's it's like, oh, mom and dad are sex addicts. We have to be mom and dad now. <laughs> but also, I wouldn't trust them to feed Mark uh, anything. If I was Mark, I'd be like, I'm going to just starve. I'll wait till mom and dad get up from their <laughs> somersault competition. <laughs> well, and that that is... I don't know. So much of this is like we have had so many questions about how Tim and Jill can bone so much with three boys in the house. Yeah. And now I think what we're learning is that, no, two of your kids just had to grow up really fast and, <laughs> and are now. I saw this as a sweet thing where they're like covering for their brother. Like yeah. They, like if they were actually tormenting him, they would tell him for real what mom and dad were doing. Yeah, right. So, well, let me ask you this, because there's no better people to answer this question than two unmarried, uh, parentless 
Oh no, we got parents. Yeah, yeah, we're not orphans, dude. <laughs> we are not parents. Yes, um, childless. I would imagine that to some degree, through necessity, you'd have to bone while your kids are home. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you can't bone alone, as as it were. Yeah. <laughs> well, the Home Alone porn parody <laughs> says otherwise. <laughs> um, so, is it uncouth to? Like where where is that line drawn? Like I mean, if you have to bone while your kids are home, do is that a weird thing? No, it's not. I a, mean, like it's not a weird thing. Is it weird for your kids to hear it? No. Like, is it weird for you to know that you your kids know that you're doing it? It's weird. I mean, I think it's weird for you to be doing it, knowing that your kids know that you're doing it. It's not weird to bone when your kids are in the house. It's not weird for your kids to hear you boning. I think that happens in like fifty to eighty percent of families. <laughs> but it's just that. It's just that Brad and Randy are, like, so shell-shocked, or not even shell but they're, like, just so used to it, and it's just, yeah. like, this is the routine, like, that they know their mo- their parents' sex schedule so well. But see, that's the thing that makes me feel weird about it. Well, I mean... I guess you can't get around it. I mean, I'm an only child. We don't need to... Yeah, that's a that's yeah. an avenue I don't want to go down. Yeah, le- okay. yeah I think we're... The, the deeper... The further you go down... <laughs> you, you put... You touch that darkness, and the darkness touches back. Let's not do it. Um, but the point is they say that they say that, oh, well, they sleep in really late cause they're tired. Yeah. And Mark says, but I heard them jumping up and down on the bed last night. And, and Brad and Randy kind of look at each other and say, oh, they, they, they were probably having one of their somersault contests. It was like the Olympics. And so Brad and Randy leave. Mark is alone. And then Tim and Jill come downstairs looking the most conspicuously like two people who had sex, just like <laughs> proudly strutting. Oh, such a wonderful day. Oh, such a nice day. Yeah. And uh, Mark says to them, Brad and Randy told me what you're doing upstairs. And Tim and Jill both whip around and are shocked. And he says, the somersault contest, who won? <laughs> and Tim says, your mom, she always wins. And Mark exits. And then Tim looks at Jill and says, you did win, right? And Jill says, oh yeah, twice. And then like the Cheers ending music plays because that's totally a joke they would end a Cheers on. <laughs> uh, that felt like a really risque joke to, I, to go out on. I don't know how they got away with that on ABC. Probably, like, I mean, there's probably a lot of negotiation happening uh, behind the scenes with the, the censor board on this one. Like, you can you can get away with these jokes if, as long as you never say the word climax, if you never say the word, you know, intercourse, if you never say sex. Yada, yada, yada. Then you can get away with, you know, implying it in a few other spots. You, you know, what is fucked up is that I promise you, like, they could get away with all this. If they actually had the sound of Tim farting in bed, they probably would, they would, probably would have been able to get to air with that. <laughs> I think farting is more heavily censored than sexual innuendos it is and there's actually a really good drew carey episode uh about that about why farts are censored they be, it becomes a meta thing where he's like uh i think it's his company doesn't want i can't remember exactly but oh he does, do you remember that, is that the one where like he he winds up eating something and he's in the meeting with people oh and... no he has to create a, a video for his company oh. and then i think uh ryan styles and uh 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 Dietrich Bader. <laughs> they over uh, they overplay um, fart noises on top of it, and he doesn't find out until like two minutes before he's supposed to present it. So the fact that it's not real farting, but the fact that they were putting fart noises into a video somehow made it okay. <laughs> it just shows you the weird, arbitrary nature of censorship. Whereas I fell asleep. <laughs>
I wish we were watching the Drew Carey show right now. <laughs> that would be more fun for me. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, t- uh, Tim and Jill fuck. <laughs> that's good night everybody that's it god bless get home safe <laughs> we get some outtakes of heidi uh saying does everybody know what time it is and apparently no one knows yeah nobody's got a watch on and uh at the shower tim flubs a line and uh it's about as funny as you think um and that's all we have for this episode um i do have a question for you yeah um if you had to attribute a, a number to the amount of grunts that yeah. we had yeah i'm slowly falling asleep between every word i say what okay. what how what hey, wake up truman hey, truman snacks, snacks. yes hey, hey yeah hey what's the grunt count for this episode the grunt count is four <laughs> there were four there were four i i counted four grunts four grunts for us to listen to uh great wow we're we're down to the end <laughs> i yeah. was gonna make a foreplay joke but realized you already made one so uh let's Sorry. not double up on our jokes We've hit. I think we've hit every innuendo we possibly can in the space of about an hour. We our work here is mostly done. <laughs> That's what she said. Uh, we really appreciate you guys listening, um, especially to this episode. <laughs> this I one more than the others. Falling apart. I am going to fall asleep the second this episode's over. Um, before we go, I do want to do one last shout out. Uh, this is the last time I'll be promoting this, but you should keep listening to Fan Theory World, where um, I think tomorrow actually is Halloween. So this is the last week that you get uh, a new episode. I'm going to be on there as their resident horror expert talking about fan theories from Friday the 13th, which is very applicable because we have Amy Still from Friday the 13th Part 2 on. Oh my gosh, tie-in. How about that? Cross promotion. Uh, follow Fan Theory World at Fan Theory World on Twitter, Facebook, uh, all the other places that they're at. Also, FanTheoryWorld.com. Uh, That's all I got for that. That's great. Uh, all I have to promote is that you should go to Vote.org uh, to figure out, even if the voter registration deadline is passed, unless you live in North Dakota, because North Dakota doesn't have voter registration. You can just show up and vote. Unless you're a Native American, because the Supreme Court engaged in some fuckery. But if you are Native American and living in North Dakota... Please go try and vote anyway. Dakota or Carolina? Dakota. Did I oh. say Carolina? I don't know. I'm sleeping. Okay. Well, North Dakota is the one that I meant. Look, I could talk about which states have which voter registration rules forever. Vote.org. Figure out where your polling place is. John Smith Smythe. I, I don't know. If they vote on Brexit again or something, uh, you can vote on that. Whatever. Um, that's That's all I have to plug. Cool. Uh, if you really want to help others find the show, you can leave us a rating or review on iTunes or wherever you catch your podcasts. Uh, plus, remember that every time you rate us, we won't run into our backyard every time we get gas. I will, because I still I, I have a I have a weird thing. That's a long run, depending on where some of our <laughs> I also don't live. have a backyard, so I know we have a nice balcony. <laughs> you can find information about today's show on our website, which is www.grantworkpodcast.com. While you're there, you can sign up for our weekly newsletter to be notified whenever a new episode is released. Uh, and it also includes some exclusive trivia, some grunt counts, and updates on our various projects. Uh, lastly, you can join in the conversation by hitting us up on Twitter, Facebook, or wherever you can find us, which is at GruntWorkPod. Uh, and with that, I've been Landon Solano. I've been Truman Caps. And if you're looking to spice up your love life, why not try a little blue pill called Grunt Work? Grunt Work.